Profane Faith, a podcast that engages faith on the margins. Faith that has been labeled profane, nonconformist, and or out there. We'll be exploring the intersections of the sacred, secular, and profane to find God. I'm your host, Daniel White Hodge. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. This is your boy, Daniel White Hodge, Profane Faith. Hey, listen up. You know, if you're listening, go on over there to iTunes and click subscribe and click and say, hey, this is a great podcast. We enjoy it. I know a couple of folks have been asking, hey, how can we support you? Can we support you? And I say, yes you can support a brother and the best way to do that right now at least I mean, you know financial contributions i will never turn that down but the best way you can help a brother out right now is by going and subscribing in itunes um or any kind of rss feeder that you have uh, you go to whitehodgepodcast.com and there's all kind of ways there to subscribe and i'm going to have a newsletter coming out uh really soon and we will have that whole thing going and all that good stuff. But right now, subscriptions. And then if you go in iTunes and then rate us, especially if you like us, that'd be great. Um, you know, the whole kind of the currency of podcasts right now is really, really right around this, this aspect of ratings and followings. Right. And that's how you get on the new and noteworthy and all those good things. And so, you know. This podcast, again, as we've talked about a whole bunch of times, is really dedicated to looking at faith and theology and religion outside of normed and prescribed variant ways. And myself, as an ethnic minority, uh, is to bring on other ethnic minority voices, women voices, female voices, um, who can talk about those things and can talk about that, right? Outside of the Eurocentric, particularly the Euro, the male Eurocentric voice, and to really have a conversation around that. Not that we're neglecting white folks, all right, I can always say, well, but what about the white man, man? Don't pull no alt-right crap on me and talking about, you know, white people are are are, are losing their, their rights. It's like, man, come on now. But we are, we do want to expand the conversation of, of, of theology and faith and what that looks like. And so myself as a as a practicing Christian, um, uh, most of my theological canon does not fall into the mainstream view of what Christianity is. And so here's this podcast. So if you're listening. You must mean you are with that, right? Huh? All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, you know, um, a couple of different things I think that are going on. Today's episode, I'm having a conversation with um, a guy that first started as a student of mine and his name's Daniel Michelle. And uh, it's interesting, an interesting conversation. I mean, it's interesting anytime, particularly as an educator, that you have that you begin to have um, a friendship with students, right? Because I mean, that switches that relationship, that power dynamic switches. It's like, and then for the student, it's kind of like moving into a friend role. Do I still call him doctor? Do I still, you know, what? I mean, and, and you know, I think we've worked through some of that stuff. And I think Daniel and I are very similar. Um, and I really wanted him to be almost like a co host with me here on the show, not for every necessarily episode, because I know, you know, he's got life and stuff going on. 
but I at least wanted to introduce him to you guys and to get him in front of you guys and just and just have a conversation around who he is, who he what he's about. Um, we got some more episodes coming up uh, that we've done together. And so uh, we'll be we'll be posting those, of course. But this one, I at least wanted to introduce him and just at least have a conversation around who he is and what he is about. So that's what this episode is going to do. Um, and you know, cause I, prior to me moving into a, as a communications professor, I was, you know, working as a youth ministry professor and directing a center. And, uh, he was a youth ministry major. And one of the, I think at the time he was one of two ethnic minorities in that program. You know, we know that, you know, anything enabled youth ministry and biblical and theological studies, especially at a private Christian university is typically always all white. And, uh, so when I saw him, I was like, oh man, another Latinx brother. Oh my gosh, I got to connect. And he was a little older than all the other students and he'd been around on the block a little bit. And so we were just able to connect and uh, he's a great thinker. Uh, he works really hard in the community, working with young people. He's, he's doing it. I mean, he's really doing it, you know, here in the city of Chicago. And so I figured let's bring this brother on. Let's talk a little bit about who God is and how, um, all this stuff connects. And I wanted to introduce because I think he will be uh, a rising voice. And so trying to give him a couple of other platforms to do that. And so, without any further ado, there's the conversation that Daniel and I had, and we recorded it all down in the lab. And just a side note, you'll see, you'll hear, see, <laughs> um, you can't see anything. Um, but, you know, you'll hear that in the background, we got some ambient noise, i.e. the pets. I mean, that's one of the things about recording, right, uh, in, in your basement is that, um, I don't know, I mean, I, I could, I could create a, you know, a silent sound booth right um but and 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 read a script but that's just not who i am i'm not a script i know when i did my tedx talk they were like oh you got to memorize this you know you're you're talking like man i ain't memorizing jack Mm, i'm not i'm not a memorizer i am more of the mindset to just go with what is the stream of consciousness what is what is happening what is happening right now and so that is the conversation and with that you got pets coming in. You got them running upstairs. <laughs> you, I'm sure you've heard them in other episodes, right? Um, you got a cat, you know, that's running around. So, and it just adds to the conversation. It just adds the ambiance. So, check it out. This is Daniel and Daniel having a conversation on Profane Faith. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to Profane Faith. It's your boy, Dan Hodge. And you know what? I got my good friend, Daniel Michelle with me right now in the in in the lab. Yeah, in the lab. That's right. What's up? What's up? Hey, how are you? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, doing doing good, man. Doing good. It's good to have you in here, brother. I think you should become a, a permanent co-host. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what I like to do. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm talking about yeah. man. This will uh, be good. It will be good. Um. So, I mean, out of curiosity, I mean, for the people who don't know you, and by the way, for those of you listening, we're in the lab, and so you'll hear background noise. <laughs> you'll hear the pets will probably be in here. In a, in a minute, so um, I'm sure you'll hear some noises and, and pooches in the back. But for those folks who don't know me, who are you? What do you do? What? How, how did we even intersect our paths of life? Oh man, rhythms. Uh, uh yeah. So um, I went to North Park University, studied youth ministries and nonprofit management, and that's where I met this good man, uh, Daniel Hodge. Oh yeah. Uh, after college. Went to um, a local here in Chicago that is a, a nonprofit that a faith based after school programs. And yeah, we deal with um, 
um, a lot of underprivileged families, underprivileged uh, kids, um, dealing a lot with uh, with the gang life and mm -hmm. just um, life on the streets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we we have facilities in Logan Square and Cicero, and um, during the summers we we do a lot of like um, mentoring programs. I had about ten kids uh, this past summer. And just try to um, keep them off the streets, um, but not not necessarily to uh, not be involved in their own neighborhood. But yeah. um, are you not a, be involved a, in like the underground markets or uh, other gang uh, yeah. gangs that are around our well, area? Are you evangelizing? You proselytizing, yeah, yeah, yeah. presenting the good, uh, yeah. the good word to these kids. Come on now, come on, because you know that's what it's all about. Uh, it, uh, it's only about that. It's only <laughs> about presenting the gospel of <laughs> Jesus up in there. Well, what's I mean? Because when I met you, you were—I mean, there was a joke going around in the youth ministry department that you had a library fine from like like back in like 1998 or something like that, right? 98 i'm not that old <laughs> well i mean so i mean because you that's hilarious i forgot about this yeah man yeah i remember that um so i'm just curious like what because when i got you you were like older and more serious and more pensativo and the whole nine man and so what was your process oh, like? it was, was it was a journey ah uh, <laughs> yeah so when it first started yeah uh well my parents um when I was born, my parents were Catholic. Uh, they were from Mexico, so mm -hmm. it was like a cultural thing. And um, my parents um, were, they themselves were proselytized by the Apostolic Church. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. We just got to have conversations about that. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Uh, so I, I grew up with people running around the church uh Falling in the spirit, yeah, oh yeah. Um, having blankets around so that we co uh, cover the, uh, las hermanas church or skirts. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. I want to be all tempted. The sisters, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. temptation. Uh, we can't see any calves or ankles. That's we right. Gotta, we got to cover them up. That's right, man. Because that's what Jesus did. He covered many ankles and calves. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> yes. Uh, I covered up the arms too, oh, man. Oh yeah, uh, of course, man. I, I couldn't wear shorts. I couldn't go to the, the theaters. Oh man, you too. We, yeah. Oh, we couldn't. We couldn't sit in the sit in the seat of scoffers. <laughs> the seat of scoffers. Yeah. Oh man. Nah. So. Yeah, like I I grew up with the legalistic, mm -hmm. um, you know this um. Greek or like this uh, mythological god, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, he was this policeman that uh, anytime I did bad, he hated me. And yeah, um, and I, I put like the the people of leadership, um, like in this in like I, I gave them this god complex. And mm, okay, um, that's interesting. Yo, know, man, it was, well, I mean, it, it it was a whole manipulation and um. Uh, like it's it's better to obey than to sacrifice. They love that that Bible verse. <laughs> My goodness, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, uh, 
I, I, I would go to the theaters anyway, and I, I had to like look around. Oh man, where, where's my pastor? Uh, that's right. He, he, he's around here. He, I could feel his presence. That's right. God gonna get you. Oh my gosh! And it wasn't even like God. It was my pastor. Right. I got. I got to watch out for yeah, him. Yeah, I know. I, I can't know. be wearing shorts. That's right. No I, shorts. I, I, I can't. I can't make a sister fall. That's right. Uh, well, looking I, at my chicken legs, <laughs> <laughs> my hairy chicken legs. Oh man! man. Like, I got some small, like little calves, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna make a sister fall. That's right. <laughs> They're you so attractive, no man. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, because I know in my tradition, man, I couldn't do. We couldn't do jewelry in se- the Seventh Day Adventist Church. We couldn't do jewelry, and so oh, yeah. I remember. I used to, I, mean, I love bracelets. I still have one on right now, but I used to have a bigger one when I was younger, when I was like, you know, 20, 21, and I was a youth pastor. I remember. Oh, and you, you got a wedding ring too. Well, well, this was before this. This was long. Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying like for us, yeah, we couldn't even have wedding rings, no earrings. Okay. No, yeah, that same thing, man. Well, see, and that was optional. They gave that optional for the, you know, the, 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 the Marian couple to decide if they wanted to, you know, to be, um, to have rings. But, the bracelet, I had a bracelet, and I remember as a youth pastor, I remember the uh, the elder board wanted to meet with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, we can meet. <laughs> and, you know, the sister. Got a spirit, oh, man. man, that's it. I got a spirit on me. And they were like, well, we wanted to know, like, what is that bracelet? Is that cultural? What is that? And I was like, well, it's just a bracelet. Well, you know our black thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, these were black people. These were black people, though, man. That's oh, really? Yes. <laughs> then why did they ask if it was a cultural? I, thing? Dude, I, to this day, I'm just like, I'm, I don't know. But it, it been, and and they were serious about it, man. And that was that was for me. That was well. That's when I resigned because they were like, well, you either resign or you, you know, or you take it off. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna compromise myself just for you know a bracelet. I mean, and I know some people would probably be like, oh, but it's just a bracelet. But I felt I did more better. I bet did better work when I was outside of that. But that was it. People were tripping off of this little thing. Yeah, y'all, y'all hear him, man. He's here. It's ambience. That's what it is. It is ambience. <laughs> so yeah, man. I mean, it. Those regulations, I feel, because didn't you just say you were moody? I was at Moody. Yeah, and they were, they were talking to some young brother. Uh, I wanted to go to Moody. You wanted to go? To, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I looked into it. Oh. I, I, um, I mean, I was I was in this church till high school. Wow. And my my pastor, I told my pastor that I wanted to get into youth ministries, and he's like, "No, don't do it. Uh, there's no money in it. Hmm. Um, you won't do any like any good doing it, and." Uh, if I really, really wanted to to do it, if I was gonna push it, I had to be an apostolic or a pen, some kind of Pentecostal. No, actually, I looked at a. Yeah, he wanted to do it like a, a, a apostolic based college. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even accredited. Yeah, it was. It was their another yeah. way of their manipulation and. Uh-uh. Uh, keep you hooked. Yeah, that's right. There's keep a lot of those. Man. There's a lot of those colleges, man. A lot of those Bible institutes oh, that yeah. you have to go to if you want to get, you know, whatever mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. No, yeah, I but I, I, like, I, I had this, this, this calling though. And, uh, so I, I, I went to college in, uh, New Mexico State University. Okay. Um, and I did engineering. Man, I, I just knew that wasn't for me. <laughs> I knew it. And yeah. so I, I left and came to Chicago. I just knew one person, but I, I looked at all the like the the Bible colleges around mm-hmm. here, Christian mm-hmm. colleges. Mm-hmm. And, uh, North Park was one of them. I I looked at Wheaton. I looked at um, 
Trinity. I looked at Moody. And um, I wanted to stay downtown. So it was either Moody or, or North Park. And yeah, I decided to go to North Park because I, I was kind of tired of uh, being so conservative. I've already made a lot of friends. I, I, w- I was in Chicago for a year before I started at North Park. Okay. And uh, I made a lot of friends at the um, School of the Art Institute. Oh, yeah. Okay. So All right. um, very, very liberal mindset, progressive. And uh, I I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I oh, this this feels good. I, I I felt like a little bit more freedom, and I could still have my faith. Mm. And mm. um, but the thing is, is like growing growing up in this church, it wasn't it wasn't like your faith; it was your religion. Right, right. Oh, you're, yeah. you're you're not Christian. Mm-hmm. You're apostolic. Right, right. And don't you forget it. You're yep. apostolic, and be mm-hmm. proud to be apostolic. Yep, yep. So, yeah, oh, yeah, I, I went back like a year ago, and that's the message that I heard. You're mm-hmm. not Christian. You're apostolic. Mm-hmm. Eres apostolico, hermano. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Y nunca te olvides. Uh-huh. I, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah. And, yeah. and At I, least you can go back. I can't go back. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I went back because of my my family still part of it. Okay. Okay. And and, and my, I, it still gets to me like, man, I got like, I got a smart family. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you're, you're, you're better than this, but I mean, it works for them. I mean, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't really be that demeaning, but it, it works for them. But yeah. So, uh, I, I really like this. This this like why I, I was wide uh eyed wide open. I, okay. I was I loved hanging out with these people and mm-hmm. um so I decided because of that I decided on, on North Park. I wow. didn't even know that much about North Park. I just knew Moody was conservative. Yeah. I just knew it. So I, I went to North Park and uh man that that really challenged my my religion i guess hmm. it really challenged it because uh being apostolic is also the, it's this oneness movement oh okay tell me about that when the oneness it's movement. it's uh there's one god mm-hmm. it's, it's not a trinity mm, okay yeah so uh the trinitarians <laughs> you better watch out for them because they don't got the truth and we do and that's right okay um, one god one baptism and Acts two thirty eight, um, I have that memorized. Uh, if it, oh. and then Peter said unto them, "Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ." Wow! Wow! Okay. For the remissions of your sins. Theology. Oh my gosh! They like <laughs> seriously. This this was like cultish. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. cultish because mm-hmm. this is like a cult says like we have the truth and we're the only ones. Yeah. Everybody else is wrong. Yes. And yes. this was what I grew up with. Yes. Everybody else was wrong. All the churches were wrong. Mm-hmm. I uh, I had to stick to this. And so I went to North Park and they started preaching. There's not preaching. They started teaching about the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm. And I had the truth. That's right. Gotta, I had gotta, the truth. That's I, right. You got to let I, them know. <laughs> <laughs> 
But with oh, this new man. mindset coming into North Park and trying to stick to my roots, mm-hmm. trying like really hanging on, and I actually I. <laughs> When I moved to Chicago, yeah. I I still went to that church. A oh, part of the dom- the not the don- the denomination was here in Chicago. Okay, and it's okay. An, it's it's uh, it's near downtown, yeah. Superior Noble. I yeah, Noble Square. Okay, right next to Ukrainian Village. Man, oh yeah, I you mean were... I I was guns blazing coming into Chicago and um. And I, I back home, I held a leadership position in youth ministries. Uh, like mm. I was like the youth president. Okay. And, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's why I still like wanted to do youth ministries. And uh, I came with a letter of recommendation from my home. Yeah, yeah. And I go to the church, and I had a little scruff going on. I've yeah. always loved facial hair. Oh, you can't have facial hair either. Really? Oh yeah. man, you guys were serious. Oh then, yeah, man. Jeez. Yeah, my my mom hates this piercing that I have. Oh man, I yeah, bet. it's yeah. like the whole uh, hipster stuff, man. You couldn't do the the no. beard growing and the beard oil no. and all that. Huh? Well, I mean, this was before the hipster. Come on, <laughs> I, I was cool. <laughs> I I've always just I hated shaving, so I always yeah. had a little bit of scruff. And my pastor would come up to me. He's like, "Does does the world know that you're different?" <laughs> Oh, that's right. One of those. One of those conversations. Yeah. Like, how, how can I tell the difference between you and the world? In the world. Yeah. That's you, you need to. You need to. You need to stick out. Be mm-hmm. clean shaven. Don't wear shorts. Be apostolic. That's right. Jesus talked about that too. Especially out in the desert, they all got shaved every week. <laughs> <laughs> every week, going to the barber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I had to be clean shaven. So I. I went to I went to the church here in Chicago. Okay, and dude, they were hardcore. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like everyone had to wear like white shirts, white button up. Yeah, well, I don't know what the heck it is with white. White, shirts, I know like, the purity. Oh yeah, yeah. White is right, right? <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I I went the first day. I had a little scruff, and I remember the pastor coming up to me and I. We always have altar calls. Oh yeah. Oh, you All got to. Yeah, yeah, you got you, to. Yeah, yeah. Because even then you're not doing exactly. You're you're not doing the Lord, and, the the will of the Lord. Then. And even if it's the same twelve people in the church, you still got to have an altar oh, yeah. call. Because <laughs> somebody may need to do it over again. Oh, and 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 you have to speak in tongues. Oh yeah. So, you know, you guys you were a different level. You have to. You yeah, have to the... speak in tongues because that okay. that is. Um, it says some something in the Bible. Uh, My dog is oh. hacking up a lung. Uh, ambiance, ambiance, ambiance. Um, I think it was still in Acts uh, where it says, "For uh, and then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Mm, yeah. And the Holy Spirit, see, is speaking in tongues. Was it, it's interesting that you say that because I know when I so I taught for a little while at a an Assembly of God uh, denominational oh, yeah. school, and this was in Southern California, and it was all. All Mexican. It was Mexican, Guatemalan, and some Hondurans who would come. Mainly, predominantly Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them first generation didn't speak any English, and so they would do yeah. chapel in both English and Spanish. Um, <laughs> so tongues was just assumed that you did. And I remember coming in, and this was still when I was just. This was my first year out from like young life and all the craziness that was going on there. You, you know, if you haven't heard 
my story. It's it, you know, it's episode one of the podcast. But uh, I was I was my first year out, and I remember the chaplain telling me because you know somebody was asking me something about you know how many languages because like oh man I, said, I only do two, and the chaplain was like no. You're trilingual. You speak in tongues. I remember thinking, damn, <laughs> if you only knew. But I remember feeling <laughs> that pressure, right? You People go into the chapel. They start singing. The hands go up. And mm-hmm. then, do I do this? Do I not? Because I didn't feel... Because I do believe in tongues. I do believe there is there is a gift of it. But I don't believe it's everybody. No. And, and, it, and it has its time. Right. And now what we're doing is scaring people away. Right. Which was, wasn't it like opposite of of what it was right. in the Bible? We're not trying to scare people away. Oh, now it man. is. I mean, it, it's, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not as accepted. And, right. Um, yeah. I, it has its time. <laughs> you no. got to let that tongue loose. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah that, that, that's what they told me. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't do it. Like, oh, there's something wrong with there's me. something wrong with you, right. And the there, salvation there, is sometimes tied to that as well, you know? Oh. Just, you no, know, it is. You don't want to be lost. It is. Because right. um, baptism is salvation. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't speak in tongues, then you don't have the Holy Spirit. Oh, I, 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 was, yep. I was like, God, what is wrong with me? I can't right. speak in tongues. Right. No, I know. And I, I remember this one pastor and we were at a youth uh, youth camp and I, I kept saying, like, I don't I, I can't do this. And I, it was an ultra call. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. oh, just let the tongue loose. Yeah. Just, let the, just just say Jesus, 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 Jesus. And like just say it so fast that you just start stumbling the words and you just start, start talking gibberish. Yeah. And that's that's tongues. Yeah. Like Jesus, Jesus, oh, okay. Well, that, there I spoke right. in tongues, and that's literally how I got taught to speak in tongues. It was yeah. it, it was it was all emotions. Right. It was all emotions. Right. And the thing about it is, is like, look, you know, I'm not against emotions. I'm not against you know people having these experiences in church. I think that. Part of the issue and part of the problem, though, is that then it becomes right expected and part of the theological narrative for everyone. And the problem with that, you said it, it's like we have the truth. Everybody else is wrong. And that's the way I was raised in my in in my little Adventist faith, my Adventist community. We had the third angel's message. We had the hope for the world. And we were different because we worshiped on Saturday. Everybody else has got it wrong. We call, even called them, you know, those, all those first day worshipers, you know. Those first dayers, like, mm, I don't first know. First day worshipers. Yeah, those first day worshipers, man. <laughs> those Sunday, you know, they go to a first day church, you know. I did not. I've never heard that. Oh, yeah, brother. It's first in there. First day worshipers. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, it's, it was, you know, it was happy, you know, happy Sabbath, happy, happy, the, you know, and so, you you know, and it was just so, I mean, here's the thing. I still take a Sabbath, but it's not legalistic. I watch TV, listen to music. That's a Sabbath. Right. I, I hang out with my family. You know, yeah. I build stuff around here and, and, and do things. So I, I I break from what the norm of activities are. Mm-hmm. But to sit in all that legalism, and that's where I feel like, particularly with ethnic minorities, man, we are, well, let's just be, just be plain and blunt. I mean, Latinx and African Americans, we are extremely conservative when it comes to theology, man. It just, it's fundamental. When it comes to understanding, oh yeah. Um, I mean, what do you think? I, I think it has to, a lot of it has to do with education. 
Yeah. A lot of a yeah. lot a lot of the people that I I was canceled by, I was mm-hmm. uh, led by like none of them had a theological education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it was just like a a hand me down theology. Yep. That's a good one. Huh? Yeah. Hand me down theology. That could be the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, it, it was <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> There was no, uh, oh my gosh. No, I know. That gets in there. That's the spirit talking to you, man. That's it. That's it. Man, we got to theodicize this right now, man. Let's see. It's like the depth. See, but here's seriously, this would be a time. Oh my gosh. I know. I hate when that happens. It's all that bacon and, and, and eggs oh, we just man, got to eat, man. Good. Yeah, I know. Oh, For those gosh. of you listening, we just had a big old meal right before we did this. So we're kind of in like this comatose stage. Yes. But the theodicize that, seriously, that would be everything was mystical, right? It's like, see, God is getting the Holy Spirit's touching your tongue right now. And that spirit inside of you. I remember one time we went to this youth event. And by that point, I had been introduced. Well, I was introduced to Young Life before I became a youth pastor in my church. And so I was like 20 and I went to, you know, the Young Life camp. And I was the first time I've ever seen a camp like be fun. I was like, oh my gosh, there's these people up on stage and they're doing crazy funny stuff. And so we went to one of the Adventist Bible camps <laughs> up in, it was Camp Wawona up in Yosemite. And, um, you know, just this little janky little camp and everything, man. And um, I remember we went in and we were trying to do like some Young Life stuff because it was a youth Bible camp. And I was like, well, let's do this Young Lifestyle. Let us be the program directors. Cam was like, all right, well, whatever. And we came in, did some funny stuff. Man, kids were dying. They were rolling. They were never seeing that. And then the speaker came out after us. Oh, dude, the speaker was livid. He said, there is a spirit in this room right now. (laughs) This is not of God. I mean, he was like uh, pissed. And yeah, and then of course, you know, everybody was like, oh no, the Spirit of God is not in here. So we never did that again. At least for oh, that. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> never asked again. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I've seen my share of uh, the bad spirit at youth camps. Like, uh-huh. oh, like your jewelry. I had this girl. Uh, actually, she was from our church, and we, um, she was wearing earrings and. Um, wearing like bracelets, and the pastor said, "Oh, I feel there is a uh, an evil spirit in here," and straight up just pointed out the the girl that was wearing all the jewelry. Right, and, right, and and uh, as soon as uh, she, he made her take off all the jewelry, then she started speaking in tongues. Ah, uh, see, yeah, see? yeah, 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 and. <laughs> I mean that that girl. She, I don't know. She, uh, she she was definitely um, just. She was pointed out in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And women usually are. Oh yeah. Oh targets. yeah. yeah she, targets. she was definitely a target. Like I don't I don't know what else she would have done. Um, I mean I felt bad for the girl. Um, she the, the next week she definitely had <laughs> jewelry back on and all that stuff, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's, I, I swear it's that manipulation, like to keep you, to keep you close to the yes. religion. Yes. And... Well, it's control. It's control. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's part of it. of the masses, isn't it? That. So hand me down theology, man. What, what does that look like then for you? What was that? What was that like? I think that, um, 
the pastor saw someone in the church mm-hmm. and just holy rolling and uh, decides to to mentor the the this person and then uh, open a sister church. Yeah. Oh yeah. They'll they'll just say, oh th- this guy is committed. He he pays his tithes, and I see him running around church. He looks like a person that that could um, that could lead a church. Mm-hmm. So he'll invest in them and. Uh, from there, just uh, start a sister church, and and <clears throat> with no like no education, um, theological education, or sometimes not like not even a bachelor's, nothing. It's just um, uh, teaching like the superficial uh, way of uh, reading the Bible without any um, like exegetical work. Yeah. I noticed that a lot. I noticed that a lot in my, there were a lot of these like, you know, deep thinkers or whatever, but it's like they had never had any actual training with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm mean, be honest with you. I consider myself one of those folks as well. You know, it's like a pastor mentored you. I mean, I mean, I mean, I didn't even know the origins of the Bible. I just assumed based on what people were telling me that it was found in, in its original state and that this was God's word, right? It's like, mm-hmm. this is God's word, never fallible. And I didn't know the history of it. I didn't know about the councils of Nicaea. I didn't know about the Nicene Creed. I yeah. didn't know about any That's, of those things. I didn't know I, about didn't exegetical know processes. I didn't know about hermeneutics. I just knew this was God's word. And you Take know, it you, as, uh, at face value, too, right. and right. apply it to our society today. Right, right. The, our culture. Exactly. And, it's, and it was something that you just took for granted and not even for granted, but it was just like, you just assume what this is God's law. Cause no one, there's no one to really challenge you and be like, ah, I think that's a misinterpretation of that. No, you can't challenge it. Right. You can't. No, no. there's no way. And I, I would constantly challenge mm-hmm. uh, my pastor with, with the, <laughs> I mean, these, these are petty things with a beard, with shorts, with going to the theaters. And, uh, I, <laughs> I, I would um, I would say, well, what, like this doesn't apply to us today, but the the rhetoric back would be it's better to obey than to sacrifice. Right, right. And they, yeah, like I said, they, they love using that to mm-hmm. manipulate. Well, and 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 you know, with that in mind, I mean, I think those those unfortunately are folks who run a lot of these storefront churches. I mean, when you think about. Even the folks who go into prison ministry and do stuff with gangs and, and you know, in a, you know, this kind of ministries that are out there. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, and again, I'm not against I don't want to necessarily name it because I don't want everybody to feel isolated or anything. Like, Although, why the hell would they be listening to this podcast to begin with? I mean, you know what I'm saying Cause this is just, <laughs> just the word profane alone. Like, well, how can you find faith in the profane? But I think, you know, when you think about it, it's like it's really a toxic theology. Um, that has created a a sense of uh, deprecation, yeah, particularly within you know our our urban post industrial, however you want to die, you know communities and stuff. And so, I don't find it as helpful. It's very. I mean, it was like when I was at this conference last May, and you know, it's like some. What is the personhood of Christ to you? You know, it's like it's that type of thing. No one's ever challenged that worldview. Well, what do you say Christ is? It's like, so we have to know these binary answers. We have to know who God is. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Not with me. <laughs> not with my understanding of scripture. Not with my understanding of even the canonical knowledge. But something wrong with you. 
And that for me is very toxic, especially in development, because I feel like people from the Latinx and African-American community, we get to a certain point theologically and then we just stop. Then everything's like Obi-Wan Kenobi-ish, right? You know, we want to talk in this and talk in code. And I know about the end times and I read this thing last night in Ezekiel and I'm like, oh, geez. So I don't know. I, I mean, this this whole tribal thing is, um, it makes it difficult to to even talk yeah. about my faith to other people. Um, right. And I mean, I, so my counselor, um, they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, asked me like what what my faith was, and I almost like I. I, I said that yes, I, I consider myself a Christian, but I kind of felt a little pushback even there. Okay. Yeah. But I understand like what what damage Christians have done, and it's it's hard for me to to go out into the streets and say that I'm a that I'm a Christian. I, I work for this certain organization. Everybody knows this organization. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna are you gonna teach me about the Bible? I'm like no, I just want to hang out with you. Right. Yeah, every everybody like around uh, in this neighborhood knows our like it's been there since the seventies, and they know what they're all about. Um, and it's still like somewhat conservative, and yeah, they'll they're a little bit like Bible bumpers, bumpers mm-hmm. and I, it's it's kind of hard for me to say sometimes that yeah, I work for this organization, but I just want to hang out. Right, that's all I want to do. Right, because it's all about numbers in the end. It's all about. Who got saved? Are yeah. you doing your part? Yeah, absolutely. Are are you are you teaching them that they are in the wrong? Mm-hmm. That um, that they're going to hell mm-hmm. because they need they need salvation. Right before I I, I left, um, you know, about my current position, you know, before I got into this current position, I had met with this guy here in downtown uh, Chicago. You know, white guy, and you know he runs an urban ministry organization. I was like, all right, I'll agree, I'll go meet with him, whatever. Those urban organizations, they tend to be a little. Oh my gosh, they are all. They're like rigid with their Bibles in their hands. Exactly. Well, and that was just it. So he had this whole center, real nice center, right? All these new things and computers, and that's a challenge, right? Because there's a need in our communities, and then you have these folks who come in with resources, but then they just have jacked up conservative theology, right? Yeah. And yes. then it just messes everything up. And so this dude, I mean, you know, we were talking and we're, you know, hanging out and all this stuff like that. And then he starts talking about the kids and he just talks. I mean, he's talking about them like they're these foreign aliens. He was calling them pagans and this and this and worshipers of mammon. And I was like, oh, Lord. Are you serious? Oh, man, he was and he wanted, he wanted to partner with us. And I was like, I don't think I don't think you've really done your research on me, let alone North Park. So. It was just interesting, but it got me because I'm just like, man, this here's a guy who's influential and who is, you know, there's easily two, three hundred kids coming weekly. Right. And he's looking at him like, you know, there are these. There's these that's like, awesome. Like, that's why I love the organization I work for. They they come in. They come like, in by, by the hundreds. Yes. But then it's like, what are what are what are we giving them? What are, what are we doing? Yes. And so and that's. And, you know, it's like last night in class, I had a student ask me, like, you know, Professor, do you think? And I can tell she's really, like, processing some stuff, some deep stuff in her life. And she's like, Professor, do you think if you're a good person, will you go to heaven? And I know where that question's coming from, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, she's been, she's gotten all kind of things on heaven. And she just, at the end of the day, people want to assure, am I just going to go to heaven? Because I don't want to burn in hell. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to go through that. I want to be separate from my loved ones and stuff, man. So am I going to go to heaven? And so it's interesting. I didn't ever necessarily answer the question directly for her because I was like, it's, it's difficult. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not God. And I think that's the problem is so many pastors have assumed the position and role of God. And these people are in, these people are out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe we're all just wrong. Maybe they're right. You know, get to heaven. God is just a, a binary God. You guys were sinners, you know. You, you know ah, get yeah. thee from me. I never knew thee, right? <laughs> the words, right? I, I I like to to think that he's a lot more gracious than we make him seem. I, I, I hope. He, I hope. He, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Me too. I hope we're just gonna be surprised in the end. Uh, that, yeah. That's, that's, I, oh, I know that. Um, we're gonna be surprised. I know that's, that. That's all that that it is. I know that. I know we're gonna be surprised as a mofo. We were like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Huh. I think I mean personally I think God is an advanced alien species. I think God came and <laughs> There it is. Planted, I love it. Planted life. That's a whole other conversation <laughs> that I would love to get into because this is so interesting. I wish we did record last oh, week, man. I know. That that was that was yeah. dope. Last week. We'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. All right. Man. So you you were saying alien Alien. I think God <laughs> oh is alien species and I think, you know, laws of relativity have held God from coming back cuz gravitational you know forces and everything are different mm-hmm. when you travel the speed of light and everything and so um i don't and know relativity this, light speed right well and there's evidence i mean you know jesus ascended into heaven these chariots and fire from heaven what if the interpreters were just seeing these you know this is lasers coming out of the spaceship <laughs> the mothership or maybe they were just high right right, right. <laughs> can you imagine I that mean, man? ezekiel come on man right. what, what are you talking about right well I mean, come on, man. I mean, you think about somebody like um, uh, Elijah and Elijah. I mean, they were, they're some crazy, crazy ass dudes. They were high man. as a kite. Right, exactly, <laughs> man. That's what's going on. So, I don't know. I just think about that. I'm just like, man, there's definitely support for alien life. You know, you think about Jesus and coming and advanced life forms that know how to manipulate the energy from a galaxy and know how to create life. I mean, we're even starting to do some of that stuff now, right? Manipulating genes and and manipulating how we how things are born, cloning. I'm not sure I'm completely sold on all of this, but I love the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. It's good. Like I love. I don't know if I'm sold on it either. All right. Well, that's good. I don't know if I'm sold on it either. I just that means that we're still learning and expanding our knowledge. Yes. No, it's the only way to know, right? It's the only way to know (laughs) is is to ask those questions. You got to and push the limits be a little bit taboo you have to i think so yeah and i think just for me being a social scientist i mean i think you, you know you have to question and push forward and so you need crazy theories to help begin to answer and i don't even know that you know answering the questions is even the right way but just to have a to have space to grow and to further knowledge i'm about knowledge and, and furthering that and i have a thirst for um for knowledge and so mm-hmm. with that i want to be you know with that then comes entertaining other thoughts and ideas because you're right i do think we're all going to be surprised i think what we got in front of us right now is just very little and even jesus said it right jesus said right before he left i have so many other things i want to tell you but I, I i just can't i ain't got time i gotta yeah. go wow i gotta go and like you're saying like we're, we're already at that point of manipulating genes and Jesus did say we would do greater things that, than that's and that's what I keep coming back to. I'm like, man, what did Jesus mean by that? We can do greater things than him. Oh, oh, could this be it? Now I know what the fundamentalists interpret that as, right? We're to go out and cast out demons, oh, yeah. and devils, <laughs> and turn dogs into cats. I mean, that's what that pastor was doing with that woman, right? Oh, man. Right. Now, that that jewelry sure. was holding her down. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing something. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop it, man. <laughs> hey, keep it, it. it real. Keeping it real, man. Uh, but I, I had the truth, you know? And yeah. then I, I lost it when I came to Chicago. That's it. I, I had it, man. I well, was, I was, and, and I know there's I a was like blissfully happy. See, and, and I know there's a group right now praying for me somewhere, like, because I'm just lost. I have walked away from the faith. I have walked away. I've become a secularist. I've went out there and taken on Mammon's word. So I know that, right? There's people like trying to. You're probably laying hands on my picture right now. You know, like man, this guy's just lost and he's out there. He's got to come back into the fold. You know, laying hands on oh, your picture, man. man, with candles and everything, <laughs> man. <laughs> they might be doing more to that picture. Yeah, you ain't lying. You ain't lying about that, man. Well, man, brother, this has been a, a a great conversation. I know a lot longer than expected. Sorry no, it's all that. good. This is sure good. Um, so we got to have you on. We're going to have a couple of other episodes. Yeah. A part two with yeah. Robin. A part yeah. two with Brandy Miller. Yeah. You're involved in that. And I am. And then, um, and what else, man? Where um, can people find you somewhere in case they're they're searching? Like, oh, who okay. is this guy? I don't know if I should put yeah. Well, I know people it's that are listening. You, man. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's up to you. Uh, well, I, I, I don't really, I'm not, I don't have much of a presence. Uh, I'm just on Facebook and, All right. um, a little bit on Twitter, Instagram, okay. I suppose, uh, Snapchat. Uh, so it's all Daniel, Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L and, um, D-A-N-I-M-I-C-H-E-L at, uh, at Instagram. Okay. And uh, yeah, I, I. I do. I do post pictures and uh, some stories of the kids that I work with. So yeah, I suppose that's that's good. Um, uh, yeah, the kids of uh, uh, Humble Park, Logan Square, Cicero. Yeah, yeah. yeah just uh, um, trying to keep my donors uh, also updated too. That's right. Um, to see happy. what I'm doing, man. Yeah. Doing the the Lord's will. That's right. That's and, right. Uh, well, at least that's how I presented it. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Keeping the good work of Jesus going. Well, and we definitely gonna have you back and we'll have you for some more episodes. Mm-hmm. And maybe one of these we'll get a uh, you know, another person here. We'll do a whole episode with us interviewing that person. But yeah. thank you for yeah, sharing yeah. today, man. This yeah. is good. Yeah, this is fun. All right, brother. I'll be back. Okay. All right. Cool. Second, in Souls in Transition, Smith and Snell say that and I quote, between 28 and 50% of youth in various religious traditions had during the five years between teenagers and emerging adults switched from one to another religious category. Sometimes the switch was to a tradition that is theologically similar to the original one. Interesting. When I interviewed DeMarco, he told me that Sundays and religious holidays were a day of rest for gangs. These religious practices transferred over to gang traditions. It seems like their views are the same universal viewpoints of the church, that it's only on Sundays. If the rest of the week God is forgotten, then maybe it's just as easy to forget God when you're in the streets. I'm pretty sure that's almost exactly what Viper said. My solution? From the next evangelicalism, there should be a shift from what Suchan Ra describes as fundamentalist, a more theologically conservative position that supports more personal evangelism that's focused on the individual, to a more liberal Christian theology that is focused on social gospel and the redemption of society. Second, we rely too much on government. Ron pledged to put more police officers in Chicago rather than deal with the systemic issues, shift your responsibility to someone else rather than the church doing it. 
Third, Viper and Rachel both mentioned that we need to be real. Be consistent with your values and beliefs. Being real is also living in the same neighborhood with whom you are serving. Being real is understanding what is going on in your neighborhood and sharing in the collective suffering. And finally, get out. Jesus' ministry was on foot and in a small radius. We're too focused on the institution rather than geographical location. Gangs are out on the corners, parks, and schools. Churches are on the corner of Sunday and Wednesday. I know this isn't for everyone. So go find someone who is and make it an everyday thing. Because this is really what love is. I'll leave you with this.